contain inappropriate scenarios. <laughs> hey, it's Jill and Kayla. And we are I Wanna Wear Your Skin. We hope you enjoyed this new intro. Yeah. We didn't. We did it at all because uh-uh. this song was heavily featured in this movie that we're about to talk about. Ooh. Yeah. And along with a warning label yeah. at the beginning of the movie. It said, sens- I think, sensitive subjects or yes, something like that. That's what it was. Sensitive subjects. So, you know. Because it was about homosexuality. Ooh. In the lifetime. Er- in the early 2000s. Oh, my How God. How risky. Ellen hadn't even come out yet. Oh, no. She might have. I don't remember. Uh, Super sensitive. Mm -hmm. I'm already offended. Ooh, I don't like the raspberry. Oh, no. Oh, by the way, what are you drinking, Jill? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've gone back to White Claw because we love it. We'll always go back. Did you see that Seattle Cider is coming out with a hard seltzer? I have, and I'm fucking stoked. Because I think that, like, this is, like, my new favorite, like, trend that's come out, like, this year, last year, and I just hope that it like I don't care how big it gets like I I hope everyone does a hard seltzer we are in our 30s and this is what we drink now mm-hmm. or I guess you're not 30 yet right uh no but you know I'm like two months away we're almost there but I feel like I'm 45 so <laughs> it's I'm you know 30 I'll be 31 in six months oh, no, okay three months yeah I don't know it's thank, September thank you for your wisdom elder <laughs> but I feel like I've been 30 for like five years god already. yes yeah well I, I mean that we're old souls I think so yeah I think we've so. lived many lives yeah. and dealt with too much bullshit that's it yeah my mom constantly tells me that like I am like way too old so, like she's just like you're just so fucking old like lighten up but I'm like all right mom will do can't go back in time mom like, sorry guess I'll start a podcast or I try and be funny. We should go do past life regressions together oh, and Jesus. see, like, if we were princesses oh. or murderesses. I'm sure or both. I have a feeling with my family lineage that I was just like a shit hauler. You know, yeah. like I was someone that literally picked up human or animal feces and trucked it to another location. Like, I, we're not, we're, we are a dirty Irish people. Like. I'm somehow, like, very, like, distantly in the past related to Joseph Smith. So I'm pretty sure, like, oh, no. I'm just connected to God. Oh, God. Yeah. Tell me about your sister wives. Do you have Which any? One? Is it Radar and Domino? Your dogs yeah. are those. those, are my <laughs> those sister your sister wives. <laughs> I'd be the worst fucking sister wife. I'm already a How bad girlfriend. How do you be a good one? I, I don't know. Don't. How I do you know. be a good person? I don't know. Listen, <laughs> these are our life struggles. Please help us figure it out together. After watching this movie, I just don't know about life anymore. I don't either. Which is why I'm glad that I am supplementing, uh, <laughs> discovering <laughs> myself with White Claw. And then, a f- like, oh god, has it been like three weeks ago? At least. I, maybe four weeks ago, I brought over um, this Liberty Creek white wine 
mind that I got at this shitty gas station near my house. And it has only aged worse. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just leave it in there for a little while. It'll ripen to perfection. And it is just vinegar. Well, remember the wine that I drank two weeks ago when it had been aged for a day, but tasted like <laughs> it had been four years? I, and I really like, too, how they, like, they slapped a fancy Italian-looking label on it. Oh, and yeah. you're like, I mean, it's $5, but it's a fancy $5. It was it was not a soft wine. Um, it wasn't. It was sharp as fuck. Yeah, see, I like cheap wine that just tells you it's cheap. Yeah. This is an emerald green box with a Liberty Bell on it. Like, you know, it's not going to be good. Uh-uh. There's no pretenses. No. Um, mm. So our babe score right now is 600. Even. I know. Oh, my God. We just checked it. It's fucking insane. If you don't know what we're talking about, Listen to episode one. If you don't know who we are, I don't remember which episode we explained it in, but it wasn't episode one. (laughs) We we got around to tell you who we were like a a month and a half into it. That's why you just have to keep listening because we'll just keep giving you little nuggets. Yeah, and I feel like you listen to one episode and you can see who we are. Yeah. In your mind's eye. Yeah. As you listen well, to our shit. Episode one, you were still Pepto Dismal. I was. It yeah. might be confusing it for was. people. I still like I always tell people, they're like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I like I downloaded your podcast, I'm gonna start it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, about that first episode. Like I I always preface like, one, I don't go by Kayla. Two, we don't know what we're doing. No. Still don't. Still but don't. I feel like we have like a system down. We have a 600 babe score and right? that is something. Yeah, someone's tuning in. Um, Those are all the notes that I have. If you want to know what we're watching next, mm-hmm. you can get on our email list, which will be in the show notes. Um, and that way we will let you know two times during the week. Um, once when we let you know when an episode drops, and then again in the middle of the week so you don't forget to go watch the movie. Exactly. If you don't want to watch along because you are literally <laughs> listening to this so that you don't have to, we also respect yeah, that. Yeah, totally get that. Um, most of the time I wouldn't say watch it. Yeah, but our friend Cass, who did all of our gore photo, gore uh, uh, effects for our photos, she actually filled me on a tip because she's been watching along with us. Oh, nice. And is a huge proponent of it and yeah. loves it. And I was like, oh, did you sign up for the app and get a blanket? She's like, no, I have an Amazon Prime account. And for $3 extra, I can access all the Lifetime movies. A month, though? I think a month. Still yeah. cheaper, I think, to go still, with our I, th- I think it's still cheaper, but she can also then back out at any time. Yeah, that's too, fair. And be yeah. like, ah, I'm, I'm over Lifetime. Okay, but she didn't get the blanket. Didn't get the blanket. Still love you, Cass. I'll share it come winter. You don't want it now. I'm not sure. It's too fucking hot. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of movies. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. Um, the movie that we watched today was called An Unexpected Love. Oh. I'll re- do you want me to read the synopsis? Yeah, go for it. An unhappily married housewife and mother of two children. That it would be, it's just mother of two. You didn't yeah. have to say children. No. <laughs> Separates from her husband and gets a new job where she develops a mutual attraction to her female boss. Ooh, scandalous. Oh my goodness. Oh. How could she? How could she? But she's a woman. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so if they made this movie like now, no one would bat a fucking eye. No. But this movie uh, was released in 2003. 
when maybe this topic would have actually been more scandalous because uh, I definitely feel like this movie was like trying to make a statement. Totally. If you will. It made Um, a statement. Oh, yeah, it did. It It, made a lot of statements. uh, Jill and I also feel differently about this movie. Yes. Uh, I guess I should just spoil it right away. Uh, Jill didn't care for it Uh -uh. very much. I actually did. I thought it was actually pretty well done. And as we've said in the past, or as I've said in the past about my feelings about a movie, it's not that it's good or bad. It's that I just didn't like it. Yeah. I did not like it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, some of the folks that were in it, uh, Leslie Hope was the main actress, uh, going by, uh, Kate Mayer. She has been acting since the 80s and has literally been in, like, one episode of every show that's ever existed. Suits, NCIS, Law and Order Criminal Intent, like, seriously, she's still acting to this day, so good on you for having a three-decade career. Was she in an episode of Supernatural? I feel like... Probably. I mean, literally, her IMDb was so long that I just stopped scrolling, like, in the mid-2000s. It really was extensive. Yeah, it it was huge. I mean, good on you. Like, you're, you're making your bills. Then we have uh, Wendy Crewson. Yes, we do. And yes. I love her. She played McNally. And I love her because, well, I mean, she was great in this. But uh, she was the mom on the Santa Claus, which for, <laughs> if you have not watched Tim Allen's The Santa Claus, <laughs> please do. Um, I just love how you, like, recognized her by her voice. I did. Before, like, she was even on scene, like, Right away. I did. I was like, that voice is familiar. That's a that's an Oscar Mayer weenie whistle voice. God, that's so funny. I mean, uh, that was, I guess that was uh, the the new husband. What's his name? In the Santa Claus. Oh, shit. Stu. I, no. I, I told, I'm told. i drawing movie. a blank. I'm just so. Is it Stu? That, I don't think it's Stu. I have, I anyway. If sorry. you told me it was, I'd I believe it. I just I, really, I just, I really, really trust that you. Movie. And, I, and I trust you. So she was in not only the Santa Claus movie, but also Air Force One, uh, The Covenant, Saving Hope. And then she was also in this uh, show called Slasher that actually Leslie Hope, the gal who plays Kate, she was also on that show. So they reunited like 15 years later for the show and were on the show together. They're in love. Yeah, I mean, maybe there will be some sexual tension. And unexpected love an unexpected love <laughs> and then we got dw moffat who plays jack who is kate mayer's husband he was on the show switched at birth which is like a big abc family show that was on the air for like seven years and 13 um the movie 13 was probably his biggest uh most recent movie and then allison pill who plays their daughter Sam. She was on Scott Pilgrim and uh, Saves the World and Goon. And I, I normally only write down the first couple actors' names, but I just I included Allison Pill and DW just because they're both like on big broadcast yeah. stuff. You know, she's making big movies and he's, you know, he's like still like a big family name actor. Totally. But that's it. Those are the folks that are in it. So the movie opens. With just the worst music. Oh, yeah. And it's it goes on too long. It is 
It is a 90s, uh, like, women's pantsuit with a cardigan music. Yeah, but not Lilith Fair music. Uh-uh. No, we're talking, like, Muzak music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots of soft piano. Ugh. Yeah, that, I, fe- I think it's supposed to be uplifting, but it just, it's upsetting for it's me. It's not, yeah, no. it makes, it, it's, it's awful. It's not good at all. Then the first scene is the son throws a baseball through the window of his sister's room, breaks the window. Fucking crazy. She picks up the baseball, hits him in, like, the kidneys. Yeah. Um, actually, I guess it would maybe be, like, the liver. I wrote his dick. <laughs> I wrote I that think she it hit was him his in the dick. side, but it could have been his dick. Yeah. Um, and the mom comes, and he tries to blame it on her, mm-hmm. and the mom's like, I'm not having any of your shit, son, which yeah. is tight. Um, but she's also, like, not, like, she's, like, she, like, tells her son to, like, knock it off, but she's also not, like, you fucking threw a baseball through a window and you broke it. Like, what, right. like, I would have got my ass beat for that shit. Well, and like, he, the next scene is she says that he's done this, like, ten times, yeah. and it's like, what are you doing with your children that they just get to break windows yes. consistently? And it's not like he's six. So uh-uh. so her daughter is a senior in high school, and then their, her son is 12. Yeah. And 12 is an age where you stop breaking 10 windows in oh a year. Goodness. Like that, I mean, I'm not advocating for child abuse. I'm just no. saying, like, ground this motherfucker. He can't go outside no. anymore. Like, take away those TV <laughs> privileges. Or the baseball. Oh my I god. Don't know. <laughs> no more baseball, <laughs> like, son. Knock it off. Knock it the fuck off. Uh, then they sit down for dinner, and dad walks in while they're already eating, and he's like, thanks for waiting, which, <laughs> fuck off with your passive aggression. And she's like, well, we thought you'd be late again, and we were hungry, which is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and then she brings up that the kid broke the window, and it's just funny because, uh, like, the mom's like, good thing your dad makes enough to pay for all of these windows, and he's like, uh, you said that I had to pay for it, and the daughter's like, can I? And the parents are like, go for it, and she's like, do you know where your allowance comes from? <laughs> it's like being like, Santa Claus isn't totally. real. Totally, it was This awesome. isn't Monopoly money that you earned. <laughs> This is daddy's money. But once again, dad also not faced by the fact that his son's just breaking windows in this house. No, he's just like, let's get past it. Yeah, I just don't know why this bothers me so much, but that's like a big hiccup for me, like, right away. I'm like, someone care about the windows. Yeah. That shit's expensive, man. Yeah. Then they go upstairs. It's obvious that, like, that both the parents are not pleased with each other. Oh, They're no. in a loveless marriage. Yeah. They go upstairs, walk in the bedroom, and Kate is like, we need to talk. And he's like, <laughs> oh, my God, again? <laughs> <laughs> you women and you're talking. <laughs> I guess that makes sense for some of her later comments in the movie. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> and then she's just like, we're not happy. And he's like well, why don't we just try again? And she's like, nah. And then he's just like, all right, well, I'll, I'll look for a place. Yeah, well, it's also, <laughs> he's not, he's also not like, we should try again. He goes, why don't you go see that therapist oh, that right. you were seeing? Like, like our marriage is your problem. Why and don't she you said that didn't work, which yeah. is fair. And also like, you don't, like therapy's not just like over and no. then it worked. It's like, also not like a magical band-aid. No, it's not. Like, 
Um, Either but, way, I mean, they should be, they didn't seem like they were in a good marriage no. together. And, but yeah, once again, like, just like the calm conversation downstairs, this is also not a super emotional conversation. Not at all. Like, it, like, it, it gives you the feeling that they've been emotionally separated for maybe years. Because oh, yeah. he's like, well, I'll guess I'll move out and you can keep the house and... You know, kids need their mothers more than they need their fathers, Which so you weird. should stay here. And she's like, well, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a weird thing to say. Um, and then he goes, but we had some good times, right? <laughs> right. She's like, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. And then... We cut to her in the kitchen and all by myself is playing, which is why we were singing it. Oh, it's just the worst. And she's like, she goes out and does these errands and she comes back carrying three bags of groceries and all of the dry cleaning. And it's all his dry cleaning too. That's the best part. So much stuff. And then... She hates that all by myself is played, so she throws the radio <laughs> out the window. And it just shatters on the deck. And it's Jill awesome. and I were like, yay! It's tight. Oh. Then they go to Grandma's house. Grandma's a big piece of shit. Oh, the worst. She's just the worst. I, She's hella rich. Which you can tell by how much beige is in her home. Oh, just beige on beige on beige. And just reeking of pretentious old rich white lady. Um, so she, she like drinks sherry. Oh yeah. So she like she invites them in. She already isn't very pleased to see them. She's picking on the granddaughter for having piercings and colored hair, um, and like makes like snippy small talk with her daughter. And then Mary, um, her mother's African American housekeeper, uh, comes in, and uh, the grandma's just like. Mary, it's time for my sherry. Like, can you fetch me sherry? And Mary's just like, how the fuck am I gonna... She doesn't curse, but it, it's in the same voice. Like, how the fuck am I gonna cook dinner for all you people and pour your sherry? You can get it yourself. And, I'm, she says, and we're all snaps for Mary. She says exactly, get it your damn self. <laughs> curse a little bit yeah and jill and i are instantly in love with mary mary is just it just shines throughout this entire movie because everyone else sucks yeah i mean she's great on her own but everyone else in this movie except for maybe mac which we'll tell about in a minute yeah Yeah, about oh my god these white claws um oh i forgot about maggie who we'll also talk about later Mm -hmm. but but yeah like uh, they're probably okay so the realtors are all right so yeah the the realtors and the housekeeper are solid but um, to give you an example of how salty this grandma is, oh, yeah. is um, she sits down across from her daughter and goes, do bleeding heart liberals ever bleed to death? Oh, my and her God. daughter's like, I don't know, mom. I don't know. And her mom's just like, what's wrong with you? You seem like, you know, you seem out of it. You seem down. And she's just like, well, we're, we're separating. Like, me, me and Jack are, are separating. And she's like, <gasps> like, have you tried? Like, what is this? Separation? My word. She's you know. just the worst. Yeah, she's like, I mean, I know this is 2003, but, like, she's literally, like, pumping out of, like, the 1940s. Oh, like, yeah. she, she's not modernized whatsoever. So then we go to a couple, I'm going to say this is just like many of the Lifetime movies that we watch where it's just cutscene after cutscene after cutscene, so mm-hmm. like, we're moving quickly. Uh, she goes to a couple places to try to find a job. Kate does. She goes to this little boutique. The lady doesn't want to give her the job because she doesn't have any experience. 
And then Kate is sassy and is like, well, I wouldn't really call this fashion. (laughs) And then she goes to a salon and they say no to her as well. And she's like, like the lady had been talking about giving this lady streaks. And she's like, well, streaks were out in the 1990s, (laughs) which also was three years ago. So like not the best comeback, but that's all right. Um, so, like, after she gets turned down by all these places, uh, she literally just walks down the street a little bit and has a a mini breakdown outside of a real estate office. And the lady inside the office named Maggie, who's, um, a a 50-ish white lady, uh, comes outside and is just like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, are, are you, like, what's going on? And, uh, Kate, who is in her losing at moment, goes... When you're a woman rapidly approaching 40 years old, who's been a wife and mother her whole life and has no translatable life skills at all, uh, that no one values, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Like, no one will hire me. Like, I've wasted my life and no one sees anything I've done of value, pretty much. And Maggie's like, we should get you coffee. Yep. You should come in for coffee. Maggie is a saint. Um, and, uh, Kate, after her big tirade, is just like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's go get some coffee, calm down. She goes into the real estate office and she meets two of, um, uh, probably the the rest of the main cast that we'll be hanging out with. One is Mac, who is the owner of the real estate agent, Mm -hmm. and, um, she's very friendly. She immediately like, yeah, I'll take you some coffee, cream and sugar, blah, blah, blah. And then Maggie also introduces her to Brad. We love Brad. We love Brad. Brad does not say anything. Brad is not a people person. Brad Brad does not like interacting or nope. talking or Mm-mm. dealing with shit. Uh-uh. So they're like, love Brad, it. like, come take a break, have some coffee. Yeah. And Brad says fucking nothing and just <laughs> stares at him and goes back to his business. And they're like, don't mind Brad, he's always like this. Ugh. And Jill and I are like, that's, that's us, we're Brad. Uh, and they offer, uh, Kate the receptionist job there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac, Mac does. McNally is her full name. Oh, I'm glad you caught that. Um, and then Kate goes home. She's in bed. Jack comes home because they're still pretending like they're married for the kids, so they still sleep in the same bed. hmm And she's like, I got a job today. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, what did I just say? And he's like, you did the usual. And she's like, I don't know how you got that from what I said. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just showing you like how out of touch both right. of them are. Um, but it, it, and also kind of how clueless he is too. Oh, totally. Like how, like how did he not notice his, you know, like several decades long marriage falling apart? Anyways... Then she goes back to the office the next day for her first day, and we can't remember what Maggie says, but Maggie says something, and, and Mac is like, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it's not contagious. Oh and my God. this is the start of Kate saying shitty things to McNally. <laughs> things like, well, I just, like, they, like gay people don't look like you. Yep. Or, and she's, and Max says, I've got a plaid shirt to put on if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, because so, the, here, here, here's my thing with Kate. I don't like Kate as a character, but I think that Kate is a very real, like, almost 40 Midwest white lady who, who is, like, open-minded. Like, she you knows she's not homophobic. She's not necessarily, like, 
overtly racist. We don't really know. It, we, we only know the baseline of her character, obviously. But she's, like, open-minded towards, quote-unquote, alternative lifestyles. But she has no experience with it. She's very naive. Yeah, so she doesn't know how to talk about it. She no. doesn't know how to approach the subject. Uh-uh. So Kate is constantly saying horrible things yeah. that I agree are fucking horrible that drive Jill up the wall <laughs> that I'm watching and being like, I feel like I've met this lady. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like I, like, I feel like this lady lives down the street from me. Like, she was just so real. And that, that was the part of the movie that kind of sucked me in. Yeah. Was that, like, every fuck up wasn't like, and then the lady stole the baby off a roller coaster. You know? It's not <laughs> Ooh, like. I would watch that Lifetime Right? Movie. Like, it would be like Carnival of Lies. An um, unexpected carnival. <laughs> Clowns do cry. Like oh, it would, no. you know, but like, so I, I thought that that was something that's like, yeah, once again, Lifetime isn't very tasteful, but this is like so close to reality. Totally. Like it, it absolutely is. Like she's just that naive older lady that doesn't know that being straight is a privilege and mm-hmm. that other people's lives are different from hers on top of just like being gay, that, like, their experience is different. Yes, absolutely. She's just like, well, they just, like, love each other, and it's the same as, like, a regular right? relationship, totally right? totally fine. It's like, um, well. And so Mac, Mac does ask her, you know, after the whole, like, should, should I put on a plaid shirt? Yeah. Mac then asks her, like, look, is this going to be a problem? Just yeah. flat out. And Kate's just like, you know, I think that people should be with who they want to be with. Totally. And so conversation over, she goes about her first day business. And then it immediately cuts to her leaving for the day. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we, we surmise that that must have been a commercial break. Because it's like, so it's a seamless cut oh, in yeah. Lifetime. And we're not used to seamless cuts. Uh-uh. So it literally looks like she sat down and then immediately got, Hi guys, this is a great 15 minutes. I love working. <laughs> yeah. And so she leaves, and Maggie's like, you like her, don't you? And Max's mm. like, just because I'm gay doesn't mean that we like every single woman that comes into the, the office. Like, we don't just love everybody. Uh, and she's like, I like you too, but I don't have sex with you. Like, it's not about that. Yeah, and she also goes, if... If being, like, a lesbian was about fucking every woman, that would also include our mothers. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, no, we didn't have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. But it's lifetime, but so it's we lifetime, did. But it's lifetime, so we did. Then the whole office go. well, it's the next day, obviously. We just yeah. cut to the next day. Um, and they're all going um, to look at an open house together. And Brad goes, but he stays in the car, in the, in the convertible. <laughs> and Maggie's like, yeah, he likes the fresh air. And then uh, Mac kind of walks ahead and Maggie's talking to Kate and tells her, she's like, you didn't hear this from me, but Brad used to work at a dot com and it went under and so Kate, or uh, Mac just kind of takes care of him, like gave him a job and Kate's like, well, um, Oh, she says he's the brother of um, her ex-lover. And Kate's like, well, why doesn't his sister just take care of him? And she's like, well, that'd be tough because she's dead. Who, Maggie? Yeah. And so we find out that her, Mac's ex-lover is dead. Mm Mm-hmm. They sell a house, and apparently whenever they sell a house, they go out for drinks. Love this office already. And they all drink 
martinis and get another round. I'm like, damn. I guess we're just drinking ten shots of vodka tonight. I mean, I'd be drinking a gin martini, but I get it. Yeah, ditto. Um... (laughs) <laughs> then Maggie makes a joke about made-for-TV movies, which is so meta, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, they, they broke through... I always forget the saying. Is it the third wall? The fourth wall? I wanted to I say the fifth. There's some <laughs> wall. There's a wall they're breaking through. They broke through. through the wall. But yeah, they broke just, through the glass ceiling. Yeah, they're just... They're just like a poorly scripted made-for-TV yeah. movie, and we're like, oh my god! Maggie fucking gets it! Um, then they're like, Brad, you take care of drinks, and he's like, why do I have to? <laughs> and they're like, well, Max money's your money, so just go take care of it. So Maggie and Brad walk away, and Kate immediately is like, what's it like being gay? Oh, without missing a fucking beat. <laughs> like, literally just spits it out of her mouth. And, and Max, like, what's it like having blue eyes? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's... A part of me really commends Mac for, like, every time Kate asks a stupid question, Mac immediately, like, snaps back at her, and oh, I appreciate yeah. that. But also that makes me sad because that means that Mac has been asked these questions right. so many times that she has a script for it. Like, I'm sure many people that do not consider themselves heterosexual have such a fucking script, you know, for those kind of questions. Same with being, you know, like, with not being cisgendered, you know? Totally. All those those stupid fucking questions of, like, well, what is it even like to, like, be a a lady? It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm sure that they have a whole arsenal, depending on how how horrible the question was asked, to respond. So that made me, that, that made me sad. Um, and she mentions, like, well, it's kind of like being part of a freak show, which is not only, like, a bummer, but it also is kind of speaking to Kate's question. Like, people always want to know or, like, look at you or, like, you're just, like, on display for them to, you know, have opinions about. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Kate asks... Again, a great question. Uh, when did you decide to be gay? Oh, Jesus. And Mac is like, yeah, it wasn't a decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was like, I've always known. Yeah. Like, I was in denial about it for a long time, but I've always known. Right. Yeah. And then Kate's like, um, is it hard? Like, is it hard to be gay? And Mac is like, well, you get to disappoint a lot of people. And that's when Kate really goes, goes, digs herself a grave and is like, oh boy, well my mom would have a field day, mm-hmm. I mean, I ought to just say it to piss her off. Right? Because oh. now I'm separated from my husband, a single mother of two, working, I might as well just tell her I'm gay to just like really be like the final nail in that coffin. Because that's just the worst. And we're all like, Kate, if this is a joke, this is a really... Yeah. Bad fucking joke. Yeah, mm. no one's laughing with you, Kate. You're a clueless white lady. Totally. Congratulations. It is not great. Yeah. Not great. But it, again, like, to your point, she's very realistic. Like, she just yes. doesn't get it at yeah. all. Like, it's just like, oh, what a good thing to say to my mom. Yeah, like, and, I, and I think, what's that saying that you have, intent versus impact? Right. I really love that, that, that saying because it's like, once again... She's not saying these things to be... To, to, she doesn't have ill intent. Not at all. But her 
her, her complete clueless and clumsy way of going about it is negatively impactful. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the whole movie. Yeah. I it's mean, her just being really, that's idiot. what it is. It's just watching her just fucking hack through uh, these nuances without ever really it's learning anything. Her asking for Mac to do emotional labor and teach her about being gay. Oh, like, yeah. show me what it's like to be a lesbian. Um, so luckily that scene's fucking over. Yep. Um, and then, uh, next scene, maybe next day or that week, we, we, once again, we have no fucking idea about, about Lifeline's timeline. So they go to a house, uh, to talk to prospective owners that are particularly picky about who handles their house. And, um, Kate really actually steps up and handles it like a boss, like, Really convinces this elderly couple that, like, Max, the best lady to sell their house. That, yes, the percentage of realtors is high, but Max going to get you the best price for your house, and you should just go with it. And they completely, they're the first realtors that have been shopped around that they actually go with. And Mac is super impressed and takes her out to lunch. Uh, a celebratory salad and white wine combo. Because... They're white women. Because they're white women, and white women, we love to laugh at salads. While drinking white while wine. While drinking white wine. That's what I've learned from The Real yes. Housewives. Yes. I, and you, literally my life. What, what's that? That photo stock? On, yeah. Yeah. Women online? laughing at salads. Yes. Like, Google mm-hmm. it, because you you will see exactly what we're fucking talking about. We love it. Oh, we love it. Um, and Mac tells her, hey, you, you should go and get your real estate license. Like, you really have a knack um, for this. So then we cut scene to her in real estate school. <laughs> mm-hmm. And her and Mac are studying. They're having a great time. Uh-huh. After office hours, digging through the books, getting Giggling. to know each other. <laughs> then uh, Kate and Jack go to a friend's barbecue. And Kate is sitting with her two friends and she tells them about separating. Mm-hmm. And her friend Sandy's a big old dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is. And she's like, why would you separate? Why can't you make it work? Oh my god. Like, she's just, she's asking the questions that are like, maybe just be supportive, Sandy. You're a dick. Like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, and Sandy very much is, is just a younger version of her mom. Like, this friendship group totally. are just old, not old, I mean, 40 is not old by any means. But, like, you know, these, like, later in life snobby set in their ways pretentious rich people yep. and they're just they're they're saying all the wrong things and um and i don't necessarily think they have good intent like i don't know that they're capable oh those oh, characters no, no um so after they have this um this meeting with their friends they decide that they are actually going to come clean to the kids because with her new real estate license and training, she has been shopping around for apartments for her husband. She's been doing the work for him. Oh, oh! I, I feel like this might be a theme that we've talked about before in their relationship. It's so strange. They so tell, strange. So they tell the daughter... Um, yeah, because her daughter's like 17. She's a senior in high school. Yeah. Like, she can handle this. She's very upset. Um, she doesn't think it's okay and just wants her parents to stay together. Mm-hmm. The dad 
leave eventually like leaves with the kids maybe like another day timeline is very confusing yeah it's it feels long but it's really not so he leaves with the kids oh no wait i don't know he doesn't leave with the kids yet he just leaves yeah then kate goes to work and she's fired as a receptionist and hired as an agent. <laughs> she has her first open house, which makes her emotional. Then her and Mac talk about Mac's ex-lover. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate says something like, well, she was lucky to have you. Like something a little bit flirty. Yeah. Um, and they just are talking about that. And then that's when the dad takes the kids for the first time because he goes to his apartment. Mm-hmm. And Kate is alone for the first time. Yes. And so she is just like, you know what? I'm breaking down and crying my eyes out, unable to see. I'm going to go for a drive. Yeah, I'm just going to drive this two-ton vehicle into traffic and surely... That's safe. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go to my boss's house. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna do it all right. Yeah, I'm just gonna drive while weeping to my boss's house in the middle of the night. And then you know what I'm gonna do? Unload. Yeah, I'm gonna tell her. I'm gonna tell her that I fucking love her. Emotions. Because that, that, that surely can't be a bad idea. No. I've only done that 20 times in my life. After getting divorced? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like after immediately getting divorced. Yeah. And like, you know what? You know how I was straight? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Also, um, you know how I, was, how I was in a relationship five minutes ago? Yep. Now I love you. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's that. Yeah. It's reasonable. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing, there's no, like, people talk about, like, yeah. I don't like rebounds, yeah. but, like, I don't think no. that's a thing. No, that's not a thing. You can't see our faces, so maybe you can't <laughs> pick up on us, 600 listeners. Uh, we are being fucking sarcastic. I think that the high pitch of our voices was probably oh, what gave us away. I mean, so anytime, <laughs> anytime you hear Jill and I talking this high, we're not. It's bullshit. We're not being so effectively, she goes over there. She yeah. unlo- like just walks in, meets oh. the dog Bob, which is the best part of the movie. Who's super cute. Yeah, love Bob. Um, she walks in. She doesn't really. She's just like, so it's my first night alone. This really sucks. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And then just kisses Mac, and Mac is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, I said. I said in my notes that she does a full feelings dump. On oh her. yeah, without I asking. Mean, yes, like just like, hey, I showed up to your house. You're gonna play my therapist. Hey, by the way, I'm gonna kiss you in the middle of you trying to comfort me. And Mac pulls back. And she said, you know, she's like, look, you know, like, Kate, you're just responding to my kindness right now. Like, you're going through a lot. Um, And Kate doubles down. And Kate's just like, I know my feelings. I'm not a child. Um, And Max's like, look, I'm a lesbian. My life and my lifestyle is not a game. Right. And Kate's just, once again, no. Like, these are real feelings. And, yes, they're scary for me, but they're real. And Kate, I I think Mac just politely then kind of ushers her out of the house. Well, she also says, like, you know, uh, she references her ex-lover, Lauren. Yeah. And is like, you know, she taught me how to go on this journey and, like, it almost killed me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go through that again. Like, I don't want to teach someone how to be gay. Like, I'm not into that. Um, and, yeah, that's when she kind of ushers her out. 
And um, it's just, it's so upsetting because it's like, I don't care if, like, what gender either of them are. That is not a responsible thing. No. And, like, especially because she's getting into territory that she doesn't understand. Yeah. And, like, isn't thinking about the repercussions. And if she feels that way, like, you feel that way. You can't change how you feel. There's something, yeah. like, that's not... A, you can't criticize that, but no. it's just, like, your actions are very irresponsible. Yeah, it's also an incredibly inappropriate way of sharing your feelings, you know? Yes. Like, when you go over and you essentially, like, make a friend or a confidant into your therapist to help you through this trying time of losing your husband, discovering yourself, your children are growing up and leaving the house, and also, by the way, I have super deep feelings for you. Like, it's, like... It, Anyone on the receiving end of that would be incredibly... I mean, God, I fucking hope so. I hope you'd be incredibly hesitant. You should in that situation. Because that's that's a lot of conflicting messages. Right. Um, Lifetime, once again, does not give us a very clear timeline, but it is mentioned that maybe a month or two has passed. Me. Their divorce is not final. At all. She is still incredibly fresh coming out of a couple decades long marriage with kids with kids and mm-hmm. like still like her husband just she this is like the worst rebound movie i've ever seen it is it's yes. ridiculous like and at the same time i like i just i see that desperation and i see those emotional roller coaster feelings being so real for that character because totally my my mom has been divorced a few times and my mom has had to start over later in age so my mm-hmm. mom's now 50 she got divorced for her last time like five years ago for that she she didn't work for like 15 years and she had to get a job for the first time she had to like get an apartment for the first time so like I I feel like I'm kind of like seeing my mom in this kind of emotional state through this movie um and my mom has made really poor dating choices I love her to death she has shitty tasting dudes um, so, like, I feel like I kind of empathized with oh. Kate more than, like, being like, God, like, f- knock it, because in a normal situation, I'd be like, knock it the fuck off, Kate, like, you are being yeah. inappropriate. But. Well, but the thing is, like, she, all of her feelings are valid, and I, uh, like, empathize with her situation, yeah. and she's obviously, like you know, very raw in that moment, but even, like, later in the movie, she says to Mac, and she's like... Uh, I have a very rich life with many people and people that are around me. And it's like, so why didn't you go to one of them? Like, yeah. you don't even have to say that she was oh a woman God. if that was too much for you. But, like, yeah. why wouldn't you go to someone that you trust and be like, hey, I'm feeling really sad about my husband leaving. Can we talk? Like, no, totally She fair. just met Mac, like, yeah. a couple months ago. Even in, like, it's just so ridiculous that that would be the, the solace she would choose. Absolutely. It's so unfair to Mac. And, like, I get that she would be in a selfish place, maybe. But yeah. it's very selfish. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To be like, here's all of my feelings. Care about yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, here's all my luggage. They're your luggage now. Nice to meet you. Because right. we're still acquaintances. Yeah, I I, I, com- I completely agree with all that. I just, I, I'll still always be conflicted about Kate. Don't like it. Um, so then we're assuming it's the next day now. Uh, or as, as actually we know it's two days later because Mac has not shown up for work after this conversation for two straight days. Uh, she's just working on the road and, and in these houses. 
And um, Kate is very annoyed at the fact that she's not coming into work and approaches Maggie and is just like, where, where is she? Like, what's going on? Like, please tell me, like, what's happening? And Maggie, being the badass that she is, takes her out to the back alleyway to her smoking spot. So cute. Which has two lawn chairs yes. set up and a coffee tin for uh-huh. her butts and tells her that she's only seen Mac this torn up three times before. Once when she met her partner, second when her partner passed away, and the third time when she met Kate. Woof. Woof. So then uh, Kate goes to the house that Mac is at to show her whatever, um, and she goes in, makes the whole conversation about her. Mm-hmm. She's like, why don't you just be an adult and speak to me? Like, I get if this doesn't work for you, but I don't get how you could not talk to me. Yeah, this is the one time where I don't empathize with Kate whatsoever because Kate in no way in this conversation is understanding any of Mac's feelings Uh or where Mac's coming from. It's all, Mac is punishing me. Mac won't talk to me or be my friend. She literally says, you're shunning me. Yeah, and Mac's just like, I'm literally taking space. Like, I'm literally... Just trying to figure out my feelings about this situation and take space. And Kate's just like, well, that's not fair. Well, how can you not even speak to me anymore? Oh and God. then in true romantic movie fashion, Matt goes, of course I want to speak to you. And of then course I want to see you. It's all of a sudden nighttime. They're in another room wearing the same clothes and they have sex. Which is probably what the warning label was for. I'm sure it was. Yeah, because I, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a decent sex scene. It was alright. I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, I, th- I thought it was like modest. It was. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was also like loving. I thought it was. I, their their kisses were just so ingenuine to me. Oh yeah. Which I mean, you can't expect them to be very genuine. No. I suppose. But also, lifetime, there but... was a lot of like, um, <laughs> you know, when in. Uh, shitty romantic movies when they're like trying to make the makeout sessions be very dramatic and yeah. like involved, and they like make out with each other's chins. Yeah. They do that open mouth kiss on the chins. There was a lot of that. Yeah, there was a lot, of, and I can tell you uh, from having a lot of sex with women that I have never sucked on another <laughs> woman's chin. I have never suckled on the dimple in any woman's chin I or man. Think like you no one should write a letter to Lifetime. I should and say, yo, if you're gonna do these sex scenes. Yo, look. No one's sucking chin. I'm not saying that I'm like a know-it-all about it. (laughs) I'm just saying I've never sucked on someone's chin. (laughs) Just so our listeners don't think that I'm like hella confident about this. (laughs) I mean, we're not, listen, if you want to suck chin, like suck chin, it's fine. Oh, dude. It just, (laughs) I can't even look at you when you say, (laughs) like, I can't even look at your face when you say if you want to suck shit. I can't fucking do it. I can't. <laughs> but no, continue. If you want to suck shit. By all means, go for it. <laughs> We're just saying that we've never seen or experienced. And just be safe in your chin sucking, you know? Like, like if there's a pimple, don't go for it. No. Like, just, you know, put a dental dam or a condom on that chin, depending <laughs> oh, on its girth, girl. and just go to town. Just go to fucking town. Alright, so... Ugh. Next scene. <laughs> uh, is... 
uh, Jack comes over, Kate is dressed up. We also have to point out that literally everything that Kate wears in this movie does not fit her and makes her look like a string bean. Like every clothing item is way too big and ill-fitting. Yes. And it's just unfortunate. Yeah. So, so Kate, Kate's a very petite lady. Um, and I feel like they're trying to mask her petiteness in these oversized clothes. Which is the opposite way it, of doing it. Exactly. That. And also, they're the most hideous clothes I've ever seen Oh, on yeah. They're early 90s yeah. bullshit. Yeah, like, it's, not it's, good. it's real bad. Um, so he comes over because he has the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I'm going, uh, out with Mac and some clients. Um, and he's like, oh, okay. And then leaves, uh, Mac shows up and they sit on the couch because it's actually just a date night. And Kate is like, I love that outfit. Where'd you get it? Oh, I never thought I'd say that to someone I'm dating. Oh God, Kate, stop ruining every moment you have with Mac. Fuck. Then, uh, Mac brings up that... Uh, she can see Jack's wheels are turning. Like, he's seeing them mm. together. And she's like, so when are you going to tell him? And uh, Kate's like, I don't really know. I am, but I'm just not ready yet. And Mac is like, "What? I, I mean, I like, are you just testing this out? Like, you know, is this really real for you? Yeah, she says specifically, is this just a phase? That's right. Yeah. And then... Uh, Kate says something, I mean, a couple things that are very shitty, and she's mm-hmm. like, just because I'm not a part of this, like, secret club, and I don't, like, know the secret handshake. Oh, my God. And then she's like, isn't that, wasn't that supposed to be the perk of dating a woman that we can, like, talk to each other? Or are we just gonna talk so much that we drive each other crazy? Right. Is what she says. So, uh, but both of them are shitty in this moment. Oh, yeah. Um, more, more so Kate. Mac, definitely the whole, is this just a face thing? So one, I understand where she's coming from simply because of Kate's complicated situation that she's still dealing with. However, I do think that's an unfair statement um, to say. And, you know, it's it's probably just me actually inferring my own experiences well, on the subject because mm-hmm. that was something that my exes have accused me of, you know, when I, I was think, dating them. I think that it's... Fair to an extent because of Kate's situation. Yes. But I also think that based off of other things that Mac does in the movie, she is, like, it seems insecure in the relationships. Yeah. And so she's asking because she wants it to be secure, which is fair. Like, yeah. that would not seem like a secure situation. But it also, like, there's things that happen later that are, like, she's a little pushy with relationships and, yes. like, she just shouldn't have get, gotten involved in that. Like, yeah. Kate obviously started all of this but Mac should have been like you're not in a place to do this right now like yeah she's the one that's not hurting in that same way yeah and I just think that this is probably the first time that Max tried to date since her right. partner passed and so she's flubbing through totally. it just as much it's it's you know, a purchase which is, storm which is oh fucking k like you don't yeah. have to be a master at relationships but here's just some warning signs right. yeah. of maybe some problematic behavior if you meet someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not an expert on relationships. Oh no. Like, I am 100% Ditto. just judging these people. Yep. So that's what that judging is. Judging McTwoshoes over here. Did we not say that's what the podcast is about? Oh, yeah. It is Jill and I just throwing shame on everyone. Just consistently while we drink White Claw. Everywhere. 
Hope you enjoy it. <laughs> um, then she leaves and immediately it's the next scene and they talk to each other. Mac apologizes. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Then Jack drops the kids off and he's like, they didn't really like my place. And Kate's like, why don't I come over and help you make it nice and like homely? I guess homely isn't the word. Homey? Uh, homey, but homely is a word. It is, but it's not. Yeah, it's not. No. Uh, Sam, the daughter, talks to Kate and is like, I'm really unhappy with this divorce. I just thought that my parents would always be together. I didn't realize that dad would be the one to leave the house first. Which is just like, I don't know. I mean, fair. Yeah, like, it's I mean, fair, it's but fair. it's just like, I whatever. Like, I just have a hard time identifying with Sam, which is weird because she's like the punk goth emo stereotypical teen girl right. in the Lifetime movie. And I usually love those. But maybe it's just because my parents divorced before I could remember. So I always grew up in a divorced household. Yeah. So, like, I have no experience what it would be like to have my parents divorce in high school. Yeah. I'm sure that's incredibly rough. I just can't empathize with it. Yeah. I keep on being like, do, do you not see how horrible this... But once again, right. that's just my inability right. to empathize with her. Like, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of people that would be like, yeah, this is conflicting and confusing and being a teenager sucks and watching her parents divorce yeah. super sucks. Of course she's going to be weird about it. Yeah. I just I just can't relate, so I have a hard time with it. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously seeing it from the outside yeah. of a movie, yeah. but also they, like, they just didn't seem happy, so it seemed, it just was like... I mean, they shouldn't be together. Yeah. But she's 15, like, or whatever. Yeah, she's 17. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and this is also, like, people think I'm a serial killer because I don't give a fuck about this shit. Right. Like, I hate, you know, romantic like, movies. I, just, like, yeah. I, I hate romantic movies, and I don't understand, like, why people are so upset about, like, nuances of breakups and stuff like that. Like, I just, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, you're you're not together anymore. Yeah. Okay. Like, and that's just how I am. You're no Sandy. Yeah, it's, it's like, I just can't, I just don't get emotionally tied to those kind of things, which is probably why I'm broken. And I've told you, like, the thing that makes me cry more than anything is a sad dad. Sad dad. I don't know where that comes from, but for some reason that makes me cry. But, like, so many other things, I'm just like, oh. I wonder if it's just because our society sets us up that, like, men are not allowed to have relationships. It could be. And we're taught that, like, men are emotionally stoic, and when they do break down, it's a big deal. And Probably. so we break down with them. Yeah. Because I also have a sad dad or just sad man It is problem. sad man, but I like the yeah. sound of sad dad Oh, well, because it rhymes. That's why I say it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's poetic. A, it's alliteration. If you will. I love it. Um, anyway, so that's us just being, like, extra judgy now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then Sandy comes over. Uh, <laughs> and Sandy, okay, so the house that they live in, that Kate and Jack used to live in, Kate still lives in, is definitely McMansion because this yes. is a Lifetime movie Welcome and they're white. Lifetime, if you haven't been um, here before. And they have, like, this, like, you know, rounded driveway, like a covered driveway, like we're in the fucking Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, yeah. And... Sandy shows up is she rings the doorbell one time and Kate comes down and opens the door and she's like can I come in before your neighbors like I don't know like look at me or something like yeah, that like, what the fuck it's like you've been outside for like a minute just calm, maybe. calm down witch um so she comes inside they're drinking wine um she's like I'm really sorry I wasn't cool about your divorce I guess it just made me think about like how shitty my life is cool Sandy 
Um, and then um, she's like, are you going to date? Oh, geez, I shouldn't have said mm-hmm. that. Like, that's where her line is. Right. And Kate's like, well, actually. And she reveals her feelings about Mac. And Sandy freaks the fuck out. Yeah, and the whole reason why Kate told Sandy that Mac was a woman is because Sandy has um, a sister who identifies as a lesbian. Right. And she's like, hey, I know that, you know, your sister's a lesbian and you're open-minded, so I feel comfortable telling you this. And Sandy just bites her fucking head off. She's like, I don't approve of my sister's relationship. No, no. She says, I don't approve of my sister's lifestyle. Okay. Okay. Sandy's a big piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Sandy's a fucking cunt. I'm going to say it. (laughs) I'm going to fucking say it. Like She is. Oh, also, first of all, this is the first time I've said the C word on this show. Oh, okay. I was like, no. Oh, my God. No. Like, I refer to myself as the C word constantly. So, Joe. Just, just so our listeners know, I have reclaimed the C word as, yeah. like, a, a word of power. I very rarely use it as an insult. But when I do, it is usually a fucking bigot who identifies either as male or female. Gender has no matter right. on it. Um, but I usually use it as a term of power. So if you, refer, if you hear me referring to myself as a cunt... That's coming from a very stable, loving place. Isn't that like our, our coven name? Yeah. Coven Cunties. Coven Cunties yeah. is, is our coven name. Because obviously we'd be in a coven. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Uh, you know who wouldn't be? Sandy. Sandy's on the outs. Anyway. Um, that, oh, and Kate to that, because she's a sassy little bitch. And I say that lovingly. Yes. Um, is, it must be exhausting to judge everyone. And you know what, Kate? It is. It is. It's very <laughs> tiring. It's really relaxing if you just sit back and go, let people do what the fuck they want. Right. Yeah. But sometimes you gotta drink White Claw and just judge the fuck out of people. Sometimes you gotta do it. So, at this point, Kate is now taking her kids over to um, her ex's apartment um, and he is making breakfast for yeah. everyone. And they sit down, they have breakfast together. It's really nice. They're obviously f- friendly towards each other, which is cool. And um, she helps her decorate his house. I have some problems with this because I feel like for the past 20 or so years, he's had no experience of being an adult or taking charge of his life. And once again, she's swooping in and doing that for him. However, it is under the guise of... Her children don't feel comfortable at the apartment, and she wants them to feel more at home. So I understand that. She also, like, allowed the kids to just leave the house because she's like, no, no, I'll do the dishes. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like she just she just reverts to her old, like, role, like, yeah. in these family situations because it's more comfortable for her. Right. Um, which, once again, I don't like, but I understand. Um, so after the kids leave and she redecorates the apartment... She asks him to sit down, and she's just like, look, we need we need to talk. And he's like, you can only say that once in a relationship. <laughs> you already said it. We're already separated. What, what can you possibly have to say? And, you know, like, like it's, it's a fun moment. But then she's just like, you know, look, I want to let you know that I am dating. I am currently serious and exploring a relationship with someone. And it just so happens that, that person is a woman, and she's currently my boss, Mac. And he flips his fucking lid. Oh, yeah, he does. And he, he, uh, he warns her that he's gonna fight for sole custody of the kids. Because apparently she's unfit. Yes. 
Um, because she's in a relationship with a woman. Right. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and he's like, so were the past 20 years a lie? And she's like, no, no. I just feel this way now. Mm-hmm. Um, which... I mean, is there are moments in this movie where they definitely, like, especially with how Kate is responding to her feelings about Mac, I appreciate that, like, she doesn't have to use the label, any labels. She's like, this is, she's just a person. Like, I'm just yeah. attracted to this person. Yeah. And I mean, if you feel, like, tied to a label, like, fine. There's yeah, nothing absolutely. wrong with that. But there's, it's not a necessity. Like, you can just be attracted to someone and that's how you feel. Yeah. And sexuality is fluid and you don't need to be one thing or the other. Yeah. And, and I've described myself uh, on a previous podcast episode, but also, like, in person as, as bisexual. And people have come back at me and been like, you know, you really shouldn't use that term. You should use the term pansexual because you are attracted to people regardless of their gender. And I'm like, and also because bisexual has been stigmatized so negatively in our culture as being like a fake thing, something for attention, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And like, and honestly, like, I I don't fucking care what label people associate with me just as long as they know that like, I don't consider myself to be heterosexual. Right. Um, but however, like some labels are really important for people. Sure. And I respect that. Yeah. And, but I also respect the multitudes of people that don't identify or like to choose a label. Mm-hmm. And so it was very like almost kind of ahead of its time for totally. a 2003 movie for her to constantly be saying, look, I'm not saying I'm a lesbian. I'm not saying I'm straight. I'm just saying that I am attracted to Matt and that I, and that I want to pursue a relationship right. with Mac and it has nothing to do with her gender. Yeah. Like, that was unheard of totally. back then. Like, yeah. people are still trying to wrap their fucking minds around that now. Totally. So, that's yeah. just... Uh, so, I just... I appreciated that that was the stance that they took... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it like, again, it would be fine if she had identified one way or the other, like, completely fine. Oh, but yeah, of course. It's just, yeah, a narrative that wasn't really around back then, so I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, then... Um, oh, oh I, I forgot to mention, her husband, her ex-husband then says... He responds poorly, and then he says, I'm gonna apply for sole custody this week of the kids. Right. Big, big important drama right. thing. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, well, shit. Um, and then goes to Max because she's upset. Um, and she's like, you know, when we fought and you left, my heart was ripped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she tells her, you know, like about what's going on. And Max like, I don't want to take you away from your kids. And Max like, or Kate's like, yeah, I don't want to either. But like, I made a conscious decision, which I just also feel is like, a romantic ideal that is super unfair. Like, no, I don't care what your orientation is or what you label yourself as. I think it's irresponsible to be like, this relationship that just started is is more important than me fighting for my kids. Yep, and I'll second that. It's just ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. I like please fight for the rights of everybody and, like, the fact that you can love whoever you want, absolutely, but not at the expense of you not having your kids. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. That, I, it's, a, it's a tough subject, but I just feel like you, you just got to get your kids yeah, back. Yeah, like, like, like absolutely. Not... Like, it, it, and, it's, and it's so horrible to say, like, choose between living your authentic self and choose between your children. 
Like totally, th- yeah. I mean, there's there's problems with that. Yeah, l- l- like that's just a, a a terrible situation to be put in. But I do personally hope that everyone would just choose their children. Yeah, because I guess children do not ask to be brought into any situation. Right. And they need to be guided by someone, and they need you in your life. Totally. So, I don't know. And I feel like, you know, again, if they had had this really, like, lengthy relationship, and they were so in love, like, that would make a little more sense. But again, this is a rebound relationship. Like, even if they end up being together forever, like, cool, they can figure that out later on. But, like, they just got together. Yeah, like, literally, in this movie, we're talking two weeks into dating. It's just like, ridiculous. And, and she's struggling between choosing her children over a two-week-long relationship, and it has nothing to do with the identity of the relationship. Right. It's just... Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it has to do, like, your children or some person you just met and are dating. Right. It's, uh... To and me, it's an easy... It's, yeah. yeah, and I'm not a mom, so, like, I can't identify with that, and I suppose, yeah. like, again, we're just, like, being real judgy. We're but, being real judgy. But it just see like, if my mom was, like, you know what, I'm in love with another woman, sorry, bye, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. are you kidding? Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you love someone, but, like, bye? <laughs> yep. What the fuck? Yeah, please, please show please up to don't. my shit. <laughs> yeah, please, please have visitation with me. Um, so, because her husband says that he's going to take her to court to get sole custody because of her relationship, after she tells Mac about his response, she goes, look, you know, he's, he's really pushed my hand forward with how I wanted this to go down. I have to tell my daughter. I have to let my daughter Mm -hmm. know, um, about our relationship and about her father's response to it. And I didn't want to tell her now, but I'm going to have to if he's going to take us to court about it. So she has the world's most awkward vovo <laughs> conversation with her daughter pulled onto a side street of the suburb. And her daughter's like, why did you pick me up early? Like, I was hanging out with Becky or whoever the fuck. Betsy. Betsy. Worse. Worse than Becky. I didn't it's, know there was. It's not Jadrian. No, it's not a Jadrian. God, that <laughs> fucking movie that you like so much. So... so- the way that she explains it when oh. she's, like, coming out to her daughter is, so, you know how your teacher, Mr. Jackson, lives with a man? Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. I feel like Mac should have had this conversation. Like, I know. Like, naive dipshit Kate is just not the fucking one. So, like, and her daughter's, like, not getting it she's like yeah and why'd you pull me out of betsy's house like and she's like so my boss mac and her daughter's like yes your boss is a lesbian we all know it's fine and kate's just like how did you know she was a lesbian again again and she wasn't wearing a plaid shirt right and her daughter's just like because i just do i just know like how do you not know like is this what this conversation's about and so finally kate's just like look I am attracted to Kate's, I mean, excuse me, I'm attracted to Mac like I was attracted to your father. Which is a weird way to put it. Which is a very horrifying way to put it. Yeah. And um, obviously, because her daughter is still dealing with her parents' separation, which was just announced three weeks ago, (laughs) and her father moving out two weeks ago, she's just like, what, oh... Uh, uh, okay, and she's like, don't let my purple hair dye and nose ring fool you, but I am also upset. It's so um, amazing. And it's like, so, 
so I was initially disappointed with their daughter's uh, reaction, but then when I looked, when I took a step back and looked at a big picture, like, yeah, her her dad literally moved out two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. She just found out about the divorce three weeks ago, and now her mom is is, is dating someone new and is, and is coming out. That's a lot for a 17-year-old girl. Um, I feel like if, if my mom told me that situation when I was 17, I'd be like, fuck yeah, no more dirty dicks and shitty dudes. (laughs) Like, get yourself a Mac, mom. Well, and she does. this is a different situation. She does ask, like, interesting questions, or, like, good questions, I feel like. She's like, um... So you're gay? And she's like, no, I'm not gay. And this is where she has that conversation. I'm like, yeah. I'm just, she's just a person and I like her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but you said that people were born gay. And she's like, you okay, but I, I guess I maybe, I don't know. Like, which is fair. Like, yeah. fair for both of them to be like, what does this mean? Yeah. Um, and she's like, am I gay forever? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know what this means for me. Yeah. And I, and I do think it's fair and also kind of ahead of its time to bring up the fact that sexuality is a fluid thing. Mm-hmm. That it's not like, I, trust me, for, so many people say that it's, you know, a hard stop, no question. But for so many others, sexuality is an incredibly fluid thing. Totally. So for her constantly saying that to so many people throughout yeah. this movie and that being a message throughout the movie, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I do really, really appreciate And her that. honesty with her daughter, I also appreciate yeah. that. Because some folks would just fucking lie. Yeah. They would. They would never come out to their daughter and they would never oh, be yeah. honest about their confusion with, with discovering their sexuality. The one thing about Kate that was very surprising was just like... She went into all of those conversations yep. with a hundred percent confidence. She's like, "Yep, yes. I'm gay." Yep, and she was calm as like, fuck. Like, yeah. besides that moment of breaking down and being ridiculous and going to Max's house, right. she was very cool, calm, and collected about all this shit, totally. which I wasn't expecting in a Lifetime movie. No, I was. That was the twist for me. Yeah, I mean, she was her calmness. She was like when Sandy came out, and she was just like, "Must suck to judge people all the time." Bye, Woo! Sandy. Like, See you later, bitch. <laughs> so you know, like I, the conversation is good for many reasons, but of course, it 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 does end with her daughter, you know, processing this and being really blindsided. So, after this conversation with her daughter, she checks back in with Mac, just like she did after the conversation with her ex, to be like, look, this is what happened. Uh, j- just so you know, I'm going to have to go talk to my mom now. M- my mom's the last stand. Yeah, I just have to go. I have to go talk to her. And Mac this whole time is like, look, man, like, this is going super fast. Like, yeah. coming out for me took many years, and it happened slowly. This is going quickly for you. Kate's like, no, I'm good. No, and, she, and Max is like, I really feel like, you know, taking some time and some space would be good. And Kate's just like, I got to bulldoze through this. Like, my kids are going to get taken away. I'm on a train. I live no at, stopping now. let everyone know. So Kate then leaves. And while Mac is at her house, Brad comes over. And this is actually where I cried the first time I watched this movie. So Brad comes over and he knocks on the door. And Mac thinks that it was actually Kate coming back because she changed her mind instead of telling her mom. But it's Brad. And um, Brad's just like, I just want you to know that Lauren would have really liked Kate. And Lauren is is Mac's uh, partner who passed. And Brad's sister. And Brad's sister. So that was just, I mean. I can't with that. Fucking Brad. I can't with that. 
Um, and, you know, Mac is just obviously incredibly touched and closes the door. And, and that's all he says. He just leaves. That's it. He just goes. Um, so flash over to Kate's shitty mom's house. Mary answers the door and she's like, your mom doesn't like surprise visitors. And Kate's like, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I know. I know this shit. She tells Mary that she is attracted to a woman. Mm-hmm. And Mary is like processes it for a minute she's like you know what i've never seen you this happy i'm really happy i'm really like i love it mm-hmm. um and she's like you should get out before your mom gets out of the shower yeah she's like i accept you but your mom's not gonna go over with this so you should just get out now which was fair advice yep mom comes out of the shower wearing a nude robe <laughs> nude because she nude loves on, nude on nude, nude on beige beige all of these yes. to- skin tones so much and mary Fuck. Pours her the largest <laughs> glass of sherry that I've ever seen, and her and her mom and Kate's mom's just like, "Oh my god, this is too much sherry." And Mary's like, "No, it's not." Yep, <laughs> I love no, it. it's not. So Kate tells her mom, and her mom's like, her just her first response is, "I won't have it. It's against God. You're going to hell." I wrote, "It's against hell," but that's ridiculous. It's against hell. Hell <laughs> she loves said, this shit. You're gonna burn in hell. Um, Kate tells her that her name is Mac, and her mom is like, is that a lesbian nickname? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's just, I don't know why it makes me, it's like the most ridiculous it thing. It is. It's just, it's, it's the most, so like, it's the most ancient, shitty Jesus. white lady response. Um, and Kate is like, you know, you don't have to accept this right away. I just hope that because I'm your only child that you don't stop talking to me forever. Like, despite our differences, I love you. And I just hope that you don't, like, you know, you can open your mind and we can someday, like, get past this. And her mom's like, well, you can count on one thing. That will that day will never come. Nope. Fuck off, mom. So then it has then to be the next day. Then scene where I cried. Oh, yeah. So it has to be the next day because Kate's just a fucking wreck. She just had to tell yep. her daughter and her mom that she's seeing Mac and she's just, it's just an emotional roller coaster. So her and Mac are at her house um, spending time together. Mac's obviously comforting Kate. And Jack, her ex, knocks on the door. And he stands in the doorway the whole time and he's like, first of all, I just want to apologize that my first instinct when you told me about this was to hurt you. Um, because I'm so hurt myself going through this process that he does not want to take the kids away and that at the end of the day there's so many amazing qualities about her that she instilled in their children Mm -hmm. that she needs to be a part of their life and that ultimately he wants her to be happy and he also wants himself to be happy and then without any other words turns around and walks out and Kate just has, like, tears in her eyes oh, and doesn't yeah. say anything and then turns around and hugs Matt because she's there. Exactly. Another thing that Jack said, he's, like, he comes up, he's, like, you know, I don't want to be like your mother. Yep. Like, I don't want to respond like your mom. I don't want to be petty and shitty like your mom. He also says, I do want to be petty and shitty, but it's not right. And also, our daughter made me come here. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Sam. Thanks for turning over a new leaf. And then we fast forward six months, which we know because they tell us yep. is the only reason. Um, and uh, Kate and Mac are in the kitchen. And Mac, like, kind of puts her arms around Kate while she's doing the dishes. She's like, hey, beautiful. 
And she's like, what if we, like, moved in together? Whoa, 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 And Kate Mac. is like, you need to slow down. Good for you, Kate. Finally. Learning some right. shit. Learning some she's fucking like, shit. She's like, I just went through a bunch of hoops, and I'm not ready to go through another no. one. And also, my son still doesn't know. I know. Which, that upset Good me. God. It's been six fuck- fucking months. Your son over. is 12. Yeah, like, not, at, yeah, at over. least six Over. Months. He's not five years old. Uh-uh. He's... Probably 13 by now. He's broken at least 10 yes. windows at this point. Like, he's broken 50,000 windows. He can understand dating someone right. else. And, and and he should probably know sooner than later so then he's not upset about it. So then, um, they basically, that's all that happens. They are just like, yeah. this isn't the time. You need to slow down. Mac's like, okay. And mm-hmm. that's why when I was referencing earlier, like, I feel like Mac has this need to move forward quicker yes and perhaps because she lost her partner and and so she's just like i want this to be already there yeah (laughs) she she did reference earlier in the movie that she wished that so i guess when her and her ex her partner who passed um it took them a little bit to start dating it took them a couple years because mac was afraid of coming out to her family right and that she regrets the years that she could have been with her partner because she was scared and right. how she doesn't want to waste that kind of time again I with for my life to be over i want to know right now if you feel Okay, um, so, so that's where Mac's coming from, and I understand that, but also at the same time... Chill out. Chill the fuck out, (laughs) both of you. Just fucking date for a a while and figure your shit out. So then Sam, the daughter, goes over to the grandmother's house with her dad, and she's like, hey, I'm graduating, will you please come? And her grandmother's like, your mom's gonna be there, so that's a no thanks for me. Yeah, your mom and that That woman. woman. And Sam's like, that woman has a name, and if you don't show up, you don't have a daughter or a granddaughter. Yes. Bye. Bye. Sam, 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 Sam. And then Jack comes over and he's like, you know, it really is just easier to let her be who she is. Like, yep. just pretend like you're okay with it and move on with your life. There's my puppy crying. Yeah, there it is. Um, then they go to graduation and everyone's there and uh, Sam and her mom are talking and Sam is like, don't make me cry. This eyeliner <laughs> took so long. And spoiler alert, she's not wearing eyeliner and it pisses me off almost as much as not having coffee in a cup. Yeah, no eyeliner. Bullshit. No eyeliner. But she sees that her grandma's there. Along with Mary. Along with Mary. They say hello. She meets Mac. She meets Brad, which like is the weirdest meeting I'm sure. I know. Like, oh my God. And Brad's just like, hello, I am an emotional robot. And she's I, like, hello, I am a wicked witch from I'm suburbia. Wicked beige witch. That's it. <laughs> that's all it is. All right. And then everyone's happy and the movie ends. And yeah. that's it. That's it's, fucking it. That's the whole movie. That's life. They they yeah. uh, they stay together forever. I, I guess. Who fucking Who knows? knows? But probably. What if they broke up like right after that? I mean, that's the sequel. Yeah. A romance to forget. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So... Uh, how did you feel about this movie, and how many fleece blankets would you give it? You know, I think, especially after talking about it a little more, I would give it, listen, here's the thing, I would give it 
Three fleece blankets. However, okay. music considered. Oh yeah, that's a two. Oh yeah, the the music. I mean, and we've listened to some horrible shit. Oh yeah, but this one was like very tops. Bad. It was, it was tops. Very very. Bad. Yeah, but three. I'm I'm surprised yeah. you picked out three because when we first talked about this movie, I thought it was going to be a little bit lower. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. I've come around because they were progressive in some ways, and I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I understand that like she was a realistic character. It was just like she was hard to watch because. She's, yeah. There's a lot of people that sucked. Oh, yeah. And, I don't know, I mean, it, it it told, I just, it was hard for me to enjoy it because it was like, why are they even together? And I was yeah. saying this before, like, I felt the same way about The Notebook. Like, I don't like romantic romantic movies in general, but Ditto. The Notebook was like, why are they even together? Like, yeah. I just can't care about a movie if it's like, this, why though? No, I totally get it. I, so, I, I really do. There were a lot of things that I thought they actually did well and mm. at least, like, got conversations started theoretically, hopefully, for some people. Um, mm-hmm. But I just have a hard time with, like, she was rebounding. Like, why was this even a thing? Yeah. I get that. But, um... <sighs> This movie was really tough for me because I have a I have a very soft place in my heart for coming out movies. Mm-hmm. My favorite is probably, um, uh, but I'm a cheerleader. Got it. Uh, which is an incredible movie. RuPaul's in it. It's just it's literally like one of the best movies ever made. Probably one of my top tens. But it's also a coming out story. I just have a soft spot for coming out stories because. I, I'll just always, like, I'll just always remember coming out to my parents, you know? So no matter, like, how shitty and problematic and horrible it is, I'll just always remember, like, being in seventh grade, coming out to my mom and my stepdad. And my mom just being like, uh, okay. And my dad just, and my stepdad just flipping a shit. Like, so I'll just always remember that. Um, in terms of other reasons why we go to four star uh fleece blanket routine is uh it just was I just felt that it was too real in some regards like I think Mm -hmm. I said that before but Kate was just such a real naive dumb suburban white lady who figured out that she got wet to anything other (laughs) than straight white dick and so like a part of me is just like man get it like get yourself like, figure your shit out. Yeah. I'm supportive of that. Um, I also really liked how she spoke about her own sexuality. Yeah. Because she was figuring it out and even mentioned, like, I don't have an identity for myself. I don't know what I'm even really doing. I just yeah. know that these are my feelings. So, tons of problematic shit in this movie. I mean... But I'm giving it four ju- just on those three lines. Yeah. And I know that I'm inferring... Or empathizing most of the most of those feelings and those scenes, and I know that, and that's fine. And another person will watch this movie and be like, "This is fucking well, shit trash." Here's the thing: I think I would say that, like, honestly, if they had gotten together six months as opposed oh, right? to two weeks, no. it would have been a four or five. Of course, but of it's course, literally just because it's a fucking lifetime movie. They, they got they together can't like wait normal times. a day after. Oh, yeah. She got divorced, and oh, it's yeah. just like, no. And it's and That's it's, why I can't, I can't. And it's sad, but I was, li- like, because that was also problematic for me, too. But I just kept saying to myself, 
this this marriage has been dead for years, Kayla. This marriage has been dead for right. years. But she has but a I family. Don't know. Like, she has a family. Like, I it's know. No, yeah. It's horrible. But these are just things that I whisper to myself as I fall right. asleep to feel well, better again, about like, it. Well, again, like, you can't change how you feel. Like, if yeah. you just get divorced and feel something about yeah. someone, you do. You do. But it's how you take action yep. that determines, like, you know, who you are. Yep. And she just immediately was like, I'm just going to go kiss her. As you say, which intent like, versus impact. Yeah, which is just like, you know, wait a few weeks. Just goddamn, just, just like a few weeks. Sit on it for well, a little I mean, bit. Just calm down. You haven't been by yourself in 20 years. Oh my god, she still hasn't been by herself. No, she the hasn't. one night she did, she flipped her shit and drove to her boss's yep. house and told her she loved her. So, I mean, obviously. Lord. Not the healthiest emotional relationship. Yeah, like, the problematic things honestly weren't, like, because, again, like, they did, like, bring to light a lot of things that needed to be talked about. So, like, that didn't bother me as much as it it just generally was so soon that was, like, unrealistic and bullshit to me. That's fair. That's why my fleece blankets are so low. I dig it. I dig it. And the music. And the music. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm just feeling those Kate vibes. So, yeah. Four. That's fine. I'm not. It's fine. I got a little extra fleece to cover my body this week. Type. Until it's winter and you and Cass are going to share one. That's it. Oh, God, I love that lady. I love so many of our coven cunties. We I do. are amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that's what we thought about an unexpected love. Maybe watch it. I don't know. I, uh, mean, I mean, you could also pass this one. I'm not going to lie. Like, I gave it four, but I'm not saying you should watch it. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah, I'm going to be real with you. If you want to see a woman tidying up a man's apartment oh. by... God, moving his newspapers to another area and setting down a candlestick, then maybe watch it. Boy, do I gotta tell you. But in the meantime, I'll be all by myself. I don't wanna Uh, be. uh, Yep, so that's that. I'm Kayla. And I'm Jill. And And we we are. are, I I wanna wanna wear your skin. skin. Bye. Bye. Bye.